see, I see, I see. Uh, no, sorry. I was starting to do, <laughs> I started to do Foghorn Leghorn, I think I was trying to do. Rodney Dangerfield, welcome to the Prime Subjective. My name is Chris Newcomer. I'm your host. We are discussing two episodes of Star Trek tonight. We're going to talk about uh, Star Trek Lower Decks season finale, which is entitled The Stars at Night. And we'll be discussing... Uh, the finale, the series finale of Enterprise, which is entitled mm-hmm. "These These Were the Voyages or These Are the Voyages." These some voyages, you know what I mean? I think that's these what it is. are the voyages. These are the voyages? Those was some voyages. Those were some voyages. Those um, so we'll be discussing those, uh, which are which is very exciting. But with me to talk about that um, are three huge Star Trek enthusiasts. Uh, we've got Jay Nim. Um, yeah, I go by that sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes. Um, we've got Carrie Coleman Hinnels. That's all, folks. So it's Tweety Bird. We love that. That's yeah. very good. And then we've got uh, Michael Henley. Uh, uh, you can just call me Chef. <laughs> is that like a top chef reference i like it I, whatever it is yeah I like it. it's no good. it's it's, it's nice. for this episode yeah yeah well michael michael oh that's right that's of course that's right oh i'm like of course it is yes i'm of course of course i'm uh my brain is a little it's been a long day you know what i'm saying long mm-hmm. dark day but uh michael mm-hmm. how are you doing oh i'm doing well i'm doing well thank you for asking um uh yeah no uh things are good uh, I am home alone this week, actually, uh, me without my partner while she's on a business trip, which means I got to take care of all the animals and stuff you like that. You some booby See traps you? in case people come and try to steal your things. <laughs> yes, indeed. Indeed. Yes. Home alone, but it's a grown man. <laughs> a grown person. Yeah. Just like still with the Hot Wheels and like the paint cans. And then you accidentally commit murder because those things are really dangerous. <laughs> with a grown person and yet still halfway through the plane ride, she did say, I can't believe I forgot him, which is weird, honestly. Yeah. I, I'm um, imagining like this version of home alone it turns out the guy had a gun the whole time oh, like marvin albert I like, know. Like, oh the no. grim yeah. the grim remake yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he murdered he murdered those guys a lot of times and that anyway yeah. let's see yeah, they would have how's been michael dead doing? like 10 times i'm yeah no i'm so i'm 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 good so yeah uh holidays coming up i don't know i feel like uh social ca- calendars are starting to kind of pop went out to dinner with some friends a couple nights ago actually which is like actually one of the first times we've done that in like a while so nice it's, it's good it's good weekend how's, 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 yeah good yeah good glad to hear yeah. that, michael yeah, uh, Jay, Jay Nim, how are you doing? I know you said earlier you weren't cold, but you do have your hood up. How are you doing, Chris Newcomer? Why are you asking me now? I, I, I go at the wow. end. <laughs> Shake things up. Shake things up. Okay, man, I'm well, gonna pounce on doing? it. But... Well, I am doing well. I uh, had a lovely weekend. Um, just had some chicken tikka masala, which my boyfriend Ooh. made oh. on Saturday mm. for a couple wow. of our friends, and it's gonna last me for the next couple days because he made a lot of it. It's wow. very tasty. Mm. Um. What else it's is going then. on? It's real oh. then that relationship. He's making yeah. you chicken tikka masala. That's. Well, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of signs. We also yeah. ate, ate dinner with my parents on Sunday, which we do wow. kind of regularly, and you know. Yeah, that's No, great. it's really it's uh, it's uh, I've, it's been over seven months that we've been together, which for oh. me is a personal oh. record as a um, um, a Peter Pan type person who doesn't yeah. have a lot of long term relationships. That could be taken in a lot of different ways. Uh, I thought you were. Yeah. I meant like never growing up and also like uh, oh, take, I see, it, I see. take it I however see. you want to take it I guess but not I thought I you were referring to the fairy that follows you around 
Oh, he's Tinkerbell, I guess. I don't know. I think oh. there's so many ways to take it. I meant it in that um, uh, I'll never grow up and yeah. that I'm a huge fairy. Um, is that yeah. enough for you? Yeah, I, yeah. Took, I took it. See, I took it to mean that you once chopped a man's hand off. But I mean, you know. Well, yeah, that has nothing to do with my sexual identity, though. That was just uh, business. That's uh, mm, yeah, true. But anyway. Um, but yeah, so no, that's that's and then that's pretty much the weekend. And um other than that, uh, things are good. But uh, but Jay Nim, but deflection right back at you. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Uno, reverse that shit. Right. Come on. Um, I I had the song "Hound Dog" by Elvis Presley stuck in my head for a while, and it was like a nice, pleasant song to be stuck in my head because it's not like overbearing. Um, it just kind of comes up and anyway, nothing but a hound dog I'm crying all the time. You know, it's a good time. And my roommate heard me saying "Hound Dog." <clears throat> And went, oh, I love that song. Let me put it on. But he did not put on Hound Dog by Elvis Presley. He put on Vegas by Doja Cat from the latest Elvis movie. Huh. Oh. You know, the one with that sample. Like, you ain't nothing but a hound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, And now that has been stuck in my head for a week. And I'm still kind of upset about it. Because it's like catchy in a very intrusive way. Where I'll just be minding my own business. Then I'll hear the sample. See, I'm I'm going to... I'm in a bit of that trap myself, yeah. but I've been, it's my fault for, I've been listening to the same soundtrack over and over again, and that's the soundtrack to carry the musical. Um, uh. So in my brain, all I've been hearing is, um, <clears throat> and God made Eve from Adam's rib and Eve was weak and Eve was weak and Eve was weak. Cause that's where Carrie's mom is telling her that she's yeah. um, sinful for having uh, gotten her period. Um, mm-hmm. It's a, it's a real, it's a real humdinger of a musical. I recommend it. <laughs> I only remember when her mom called her boobs dirty pillows. Dirty pillows. And I yeah. thought that <laughs> I could never get that out of my head. It's really I'm like, good. oh, my dirty pillows. <laughs> well, that's the thing is my boyfriend and I have been singing that together for fun. And then he, he keeps, as part of it, it's like she's singing that to her and she's like, mama, it's not a sin. And he, but he keeps like looking at me and saying that part. Like I'm, it's, anyway, we've got a lot of these mother-son things. It's a weird, anyway. What? This is not my therapy session. <laughs> fun it's, it's just for time. fun just for yeah. fun but so jay do you need another song stuck in your head can we get no, another earworm no, in there I'm, I'm good uh I've, i already don't like that a song you know somebody hijacked the song stuck in my head once mm-hmm. yeah i didn't know that could happen not not a fan of it happening that's probably how we deprogram people too as we get you know just repetitive thoughts stuck in their heads so they're no longer or mm. program them in the first place you know right yeah what's the difference really Heyo. Heyo. You're wrong about that. Open your eyes. You're in a living of life. <laughs> mm. Well, Carrie, uh, how are you doing and have you been programmed today? Um, I, <laughs> I'm doing fine. I, uh, I guess I just, the only thing I want to talk about is we were talking about like several times on this podcast, we talked about Monkey Island and then Chris yeah. brought up Monkey Island that you were playing the new one on Switch. So I had to play it. I had to get it because we kept talking about it, and I like it. It's good. It is good, right? I mean, I mean, I you know remember it from when I was a kid, like the, one of the very first ones. Like that was my really only experience with it, but I knew what it was all about, you know. So uh, I'm just really I'm enjoying the new one. The Return I'm so to glad. Monkey Island. Yeah, it's fun. What like um it. what uh, format are you playing? I was on the Switch. On the on the Switch. Yeah, nice. on the Switch. 
And I like that it starts out kind of like, you know, simple and you think you're just going to be like, all right, solve this puzzle, go over there. But then it's like, I haven't, you know, I'm just like in the middle of it, I guess, but it's getting like more and more complex. And now I have so many things on my to-do list and I, <laughs> that I have to cross off. Anyway, it's a fun game. Listen, th that game is the reason I like to-do lists because they basically give, they always do that. They're like, here's how yeah. you build a voodoo doll, you know? And you're like, okay, well, yeah. I need the bone of an ancestor. I need the <laughs> hair off the head. I need some saliva and a little blood. Um, anyway, yeah, um... yeah. I keep checking my to-do list. <laughs> I just like to see when they're checked off too. Like sometimes that's just satisfying for deeply, me. It's like, let's see satisfying. what I've completed in this game. Mm -hmm. I so, agree with that. Yeah, that's mostly what I wanted to talk about. Well, I love that. Mm -hmm. Well, why don't we jump into then um, the first episode we're going to talk about, which is Star Trek Lower Decks uh, Season 3, Episode 10, The Stars at Night. Do any of you know what this this title refers to? Deep in the heart of Texas. Exactly right. The stars <laughs> at oh. night are big oh. and bright. Okay. Deep in the heart of Texas. This is the Texas class ships. Oh, you're yeah. serious? Of oh, course. Yeah. Oh, wow. What? Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, I, I don't have any confirmation on that, but wow. I mean, come on. How could it not be that? Memory so, Alpha, the, the uh, Star Trek wiki agrees with you. So, yeah, no, yay. I think that's uh, yeah. I like I like being right about those things and also not having checked them. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like yeah. me. Well, I'll read a little, I'll read the description of this episode mm -hmm. and uh, then we'll we'll talk about how we felt about it. In the wake of an embarrassing expose, a Starfleet opts to follow Admiral Buenamigo's proposal to decommission all California-class ships and replace second contact duties with his automated Texas-class ships. Uh, Captain Freeman challenges Buenamigo's ships to a race to run their duties, and Rutherford is intrigued by the new ship's programming. Meanwhile, Mariner becomes suspicious of her and Petra's mysterious benefactor, but learns that it's funded by Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> she, she confesses to Petra that she may have been searching for a reason to return to Starfleet. But during the race, the Cerritos barely keeps up with the Texas-class ship's capabilities and loses when the crew must pause their work to rescan for life on a desolate planet. Uh, Freeman realizes that the Texas-class failing to stop and scan proves that the ships are inadequate to handle second-class contact, uh, second-contact parameters. She informs Buenamigo about reporting this information to Starfleet. When Rutherford bursts in, he recognizes the Texas class's AI programming as his own and has realized that the shadowy Starfleet official who erased his memory was none other than Buenamigo himself. Uh, Buenamigo reveals that he set up the Cerritos all along, hoping they would fail in favor of the Texas class. Rutherford warns him not to bring the ships to full automation as the AI code is the same as Badgie's and could result in aggressiveness. Uh, Buen Amigo ignores him and brings the ships online, ordering them to destroy the Cerritos to cover his tracks, but they attack the starbase, killing him before attacking the Cerritos. Hopelessly outmatched, Freeman sends out a distress signal, which is answered by Mariner and Petra, who also summon all of the other California-class ships to assist. This is what I was referring to our last episode about, like, the, the Cerritos and the and the um, Casamigos. Yeah. So it's just all these really yeah. great, you know? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> The Texas-class ships are defeated. Uh, later, the crews of the California-class ships celebrate, and Freeman apologizes to Mariner, who forgives her and rejoins the Cerritos. Talin arrives as the science department's newest recruit under Tendi's mentorship, and meanwhile, Rutherford's original implant containing Badgie's corrupted AI are collected from the Kala system by an unknown source. And that's how season three 
of Star Trek Lower Decks comes to a close. How'd you feel about it? Pretty good overall. Huh? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, you know, you got classic Star Trek stuff in here about, uh, you know, how like, hey, over automating is bad and stuff like that, but also like really fun, uh, really cool. Like, like honestly, Lower Decks really excels at really sharply animated action sequences. They've done this for a couple of times, like finale last year. And this, I think they mm -hmm. kind of top themselves, I think just, just, just really, really cool stuff. And I love just uh, getting, um, you know, kind of punching our card with uh, the, uh, you know, corrupt or, you know, evil admiral, basically every Star Star Trek show needs yeah. at least a couple plots with an evil I admiral. I love when so. there's an evil admiral. Yeah. It's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> hmm? Yeah, yeah. Like that episode yeah. of Next Generation when they had those admirals who had like those bugs in their brain. Oh, oh so yeah. good. Oh. So good. Oh my god. How many people exploded? How many people died in that episode? Well, there were a lot of big old head explosions. Head explosions. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot yep, of head right. explosions yep. in that episode. <laughs> How yeah, many people died they, in this episode? They are not. <laughs> yeah, a couple. Now yeah, was it my so. was it did I did I uh, did I glean from this episode that the AI not only was like turning on its creator but it had like a daddy issues vibe to it was I the only one reading it that way No yeah, I can no, see that I yeah. see. No I think that's what it was all about because it was from the same program as uh, Badgie and Badgie had that sort of emotional uh not um <laughs> uh well uh imbalance <laughs> yeah right there you go <laughs> you were communicating in ideas you were i yeah. could see it on your face though you were like um <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> emotional imbalance uh daddy issues yeah no i think yeah. it was same with badgie i think it was same i think they did that on purpose um but i kept thinking about when they were talking about this episode the the previous episode um there is an original series episode where the Enterprise is testing out a new AI so they don't have to man the ship. It could be a completely, you know, uh, automated ship. And uh, I'm trying to remember because all I remember from that episode is everybody was very against it. They didn't like the robots taking their jobs, basically. And they needed I, that human element. Do you remember how it ended? I, oh, the episode is called The Ultimate Computer, which is yeah. a very, very strong one. I am struggling to remember how it ended, um, but there is definitely a Starship standoff. Uh, all I remember is that episode introduced Dr. Richard Daystrom, who... Uh, yeah, the Daystrom Institute. The Daystrom Institute. Yeah. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's and it also has, yep. And it also has one of the great McCoy zingers ever, basically, when they're still installing the computer. And Dr. McCoy says, Did you see that look in Spock's eye? The right computer finally came along, which is I see. amazing. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, I think what happened is very similar to what happened in this episode. Not exactly, but. Um, they were running a test, and there were other uh, Starfleet ships, but the 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 computer couldn't recognize. It, it was still like fighting. It was trying to destroy friendly ships without um, uh, more information. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think I think you're right about that. Sorry, I'm, I'm yeah. trying to keep myself a little bit muted because just of course as we began this um a tow truck pulled up to pull a car away so it's just all i'm hearing is the gears and there so i'm gonna yeah i will jump in but only uh, not as much as i normally would 
Oh, that's right. I, I do hear some ambient sound. You're right. Hmm. Anybody else uh, have any thoughts or, or feelings about this episode? Things they enjoyed, things they didn't like? Are you happy that I, uh, Mariner has rejoined the crew? That I was going to mention too fast. Yeah, that was going to be my note too. Yeah, I, I wanted a whole arc of Mariner not in Starfleet out and about doing things. Yeah, that would have been an interesting way to start the next season, probably. Mm -hmm. I assume that's what they were going to do, honestly. Mm -hmm. Me too. And I can respect that they gave us that head fake because at this point she's developed as a person enough where I can see her going like, no, I have a duty to my crew. But rejoining the crew, the, her, she gave her, she forgave her mom for like immediately blaming her and punishing her for something she didn't do so quickly. Like, even if you're willing to rejoin the crew, I feel like there's sort of a measure of like, yeah, you guys really wronged me. That wasn't reckoned with. And it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. I'm not mad at you guys. I'm so happy to be back. Yeah. Yay. And it happened a little too fast. I could see that. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I wish they would have made it over the season um, to the next season. But I could kind of see her forgiving her mom quickly because it's like that they have that famili familial relationship. But she, she should have been a little bit more like... That was messed up, guys. Like, a little bit more hurt um, with her friends and everybody else on the ship, you know? Um, I don't know. Sometimes, you know, your mom says crazy stuff to you. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree like... with that. I agree with that. And your, your mom can get away with <laughs> sure. being harder yeah. on you, and your friends really yeah. are the ones mm -hmm. I would hold closer I, to the coals over it. Yeah. But you don't think there'd be a bit of a grudge if, if your mom banished you to Starbase 80? She sent me down the basement alone as a kid. That felt like Starbase 80 because it smelled like dead hamsters down there. Because guess like, what? Go the there was a dead hamster. But uh... Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I mean, I would be mad at my mom for sure. But I don't think I would stop talking to her. That's All fair. Right. I agree with that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it just seemed like they kind it's of they kind of shoved that all under the rug. We don't want to deal with this. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that yeah. I did like though the part where you know she's on um Petra's ship and they're doing that fun sort of Indiana Jones things, archaeological stuff. It's like really awesome. And uh she starts to get suspicious like is this too good to be true? Who's financing this? She's looking for problems. And then you start, because like as the audience, you know, you're also doing that too. You're like, what's the catch here? Is there mm -hmm. something more to this? And instead they switched it and made it like, no, actually this is a legit thing that we're doing and it's financed by Picard. So you have to come to terms with your own shit because uh, this is a problem. Yeah, I think I think I, I think that was the that was the other flip too. Is like, oh, by the way, there is actually nothing nefarious going on except for over with Starfleet yeah. and the admirals. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I definitely think that was a nice flip because it was like not what you would expect. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and I love the Picard. I, I love the idea of Picard uh, kind of financing, um, you know, <laughs> all these digs and stuff. That's that, that's neat. That's fun. It's giving giving other people a chance to live out his fantasy. Yes. Yeah. Why not? You use all that. Yeah. But also, it's like if he's funding it though, and it's the future, and they are a utopian society that has no money. Uh, <laughs> is there a way that he's funding it that I'm not quite getting? Like, do they have uh, gold press platinum? Uh, 
Uh, all right. So he- headcanon, I feel like the word funding has now changed over time so that it means less maybe about, well, you still have to, you still have to interact with other cultures though, non-Federation maybe, um, you know, civilizations that do use money. So I don't know how that worked out, but like there's some kind of, you know, coordination that needs to happen there. But I also think that, you know, when we say funding, we also mean just the, um, you know, securing uh, resources through various means and, you know, kind of producing expeditions, basically. So he wrote a really that's good my, subspace. That's my he wrote a really yeah. good subspace message, is what you're saying to Starfleet yeah. reporters saying you need. Yeah, to, um... <laughs> he wrote an excellent. He wrote an excellent business case, uh, and uh, you know, uh, designated someone to kind of to, as you might say, make it so. Um, you know, you're right because if the society, it's like a merit-based economy. You need somebody with a lot of, uh, you know, backing um, respect. Yeah, like political will and cultural will. Yeah. Yeah. Even even if it is a utopia where you can like make anything you want, you still like need material at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so like I I don't know. Yeah, just because Earth doesn't have the problem of exchanging money, they still understand that other cultures have this, you know, bartering system with uh, money, so they have to work with that. I think. Picard owns a bunch of uh, the Federation equivalent of gas stations, and they get to, you know, refuel for free. <laughs> his, di- his, his dilithium fracking mines on the moon. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, oh. <laughs> and he's become real involved in local politics. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. So Picard, does not yeah. like Picard has been talking to Q again and not the one you're thinking of. The- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. <laughs> oh no, I don't want him to be MAGA. But anyway, um, that's yeah. really funny. That's very well, funny. Well, the hat would cover up his bald head. That's true. Uh, he doesn't look good in red, though, I think. Oh, he does. He looks, I guess, I mean, I guess, I guess his captain's uniform is red. <laughs> it's just... Okay. All right. You got me. Um, that's really funny. <laughs> they, also, they also mentioned Landru in this uh, episode, which is another uh, original series reference. I don't know if they mentioned Landru in previous. What is what is Landru? Well, it's sort of. Landru. Yeah. yeah. Land, so Landru was a computer who had taken over a planet and enslaved the populace in the episode, The Return of the Archons, which is an original season episode, season one, somewhere in there. Uh, and uh, Landru is, um, you know, one of your classic original Trek uh, computers that kind of doesn't understand humanity and so kind of has like a little bit of like a kind of pet humans uh and uh th- th- that episode is notable because the, you know it's uh they ever the landing party beams down everyone's kind of like walking around kind of like hi how are you doing everything's great and then like i think one hour of every day they have the the red hour which is where they all riot and go nuts and that's landrew's mm-hmm. attempt to just be like uh to have you know, uh, human beings or humanoids kind of, you know, vent out their emotions basically because he doesn't quite understand. a little bit like a purge. Understand. It's a little bit like a purge. Yeah. <laughs> it's very the purge. It's 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 so much so actually that the person who came up with the purge literally mentioned he was inspired by that episode. That's that that's true that's actually. Hilarious. So it's not just it's not just kind of inspired. It is literally inspired. He said mm-hmm. so. So mm-hmm. wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when our AI purge comes, I will be hiding. Uh, oh wait, my Alexa's right here listening to me. It doesn't matter. Okay. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have tracked all my habits. They know exactly where I'll be hiding at the piano bar where they're going to come get me. Right. Um, that's really funny. 
they're going to have a bowl of, uh, the AIs are going to put out a bowl of pearl onions and shaved ice. And they know it's only a matter of time before you come for a <laughs> snack, Chris. Oh, man. <laughs> pearl onions, pearl onions and shaved ice. ice. Yeah. For cocktails? Wow. <laughs> no, just, you just snack on them. You oh, just I just love them. pearl. I you do, just, you know. out of the bowl like a dog. You know me, I love pearled onions. It really, it's it's really good breath. And <laughs> forget, the for... <laughs> yeah. forget the martini. Forget the martini part. Straight it's like with a cocktail oh, onion, though, it's, it becomes something else. It's not a martini. It's a uh, something else. I forget what it is. I tried it. I tried it once, and I was like, "This is horrible." Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, you just have to ask for a martini. Hold the vodka. Hold the glass. Mm-hmm. I just want a onion on a. A, a napkin. Do y'all remember the McNugget teeny? <laughs> no, McNugget teeny? What? I think so. No. It was like a it was like a um a McDonald's shake in a martini glass with a little vodka no. and then McNuggets on the on the um rim. <laughs> and it was delicious. No, I didn't. I wish. I... <laughs> oh no. Doubt. I have, I have I have doubts. Vanilla vodka and chocolate milkshake with barbecue sauce, uh, with a barbecue sauce and McNugget garnish. (laughs) I mean, I don't, I I don't hate it. I wouldn't say no to it. (laughs) I wouldn't say no. no. I would consider it. I feel like baby's first meal. We we have to have reached a limit now of food experimentation where it's let's combine these things and these things make this taste like this. Because I don't know, there's a real Frankenstein thing of like, this could work, or it could be an unholy abomination. Yeah. Uh, And I I feel like our hit ratio is just going down for for these lately. I don't know. Well, I think we're out of new things to come up with. So it's like everything old is old again. It's not quite, you know, Anyway, huh? happening. But um, mm-hmm. that's not what we're here to talk about, though I truly <laughs> could have a full McDonald's podcast. Don't get me wrong. Uh, in fact, I'll show you. This is my um, the uh, Hamburglar toy from the adult Happy Meal I had a month ago when oh, they had those special. Cute. Yeah, it's kind of funny. You got like four eyes. Oh, what? Yeah. Why does it have four eyes? Because it's like an artistic adult to- Happy Meal toy. Yeah. So they all yeah. have like these like four eyes and they yeah, were kind of crazy. Art. It's a sculpture. It's art, Jay. Scarring <laughs> children. <laughs> Can you imagine how many kids are like scarred? <laughs> <laughs> no, but then those things were like not that not the one I have, but some of the other ones were going for like you know a hundred thousand dollars on eBay because people yes. were trying to collect them all. You know? Sure, sure, sure. But anywho, sure. we're here to talk about Star Trek, and unless anyone has more thoughts on this episode of Lower Decks, uh, I think maybe Mr. Yeah. J. Nim should start to describe the. No, uh, no. I just. I just wanted to say how much I loved the uh, the listing of all the California yeah uh, right towns. <laughs> it was like it kept going on and on and on. Yeah. It was so funny. A very good runner. <clears throat> I agree. Yeah, I agree. Oh, and I like the way they tied in uh, Rutherford's uh, mystery. Yeah, I agree this. with that yeah. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, that's it. That's it. That's all I have to say. That's all I have to say. Well, cool. Well, Jay, do you want to talk about? Um... Uh, these this, are this the series, voyages. These are the voyages, the series finale. Enterprise. The finale, probably not planned, of Star Trek Enterprise, season four. Um, in, in this episode, Archer and the crew are on their way to the signing of... It's not the Federation Charter, but it's... It's a conference that will bring together, I think, the Andorians, Tellarites, and Vulcans, and that alliance will eventually lead to the Federation. So, for some reason, we're two steps removed. Um, 
and we then we then learn that uh, then Archer gets gets a message from Shran and then Dorian, who has been a recurring character throughout the show, who's been a friend to Archer multiple times, plays a plays a pivotal role in multiple episodes, and he needs Archer's help because criminals have gotten his daughter, and he asks Archer to make a detour and come help him, and Archer decides to, and that's when you realize that all of this is actually a holodeck simulation being run by commander william Riker, in like chronologically in the episode the pegasus in season seven of star trek the next generation so that's what insane. we look it's absolutely insane and william Riker is conflicted because in that episode I'd say spoilers, but you know, that episode aired like 30 plus years ago. So I don't know, you should have watched it. Um, Will Riker is put in a hard place because an admiral who was formerly his captain comes on board and starts giving the Enterprise crew mysterious orders and not taking any questions. And Will knows what the orders are about, but he's sworn to secrecy by the admiral, formerly his captain. And he finds himself in a position where he has to deny information to Picard and crew about a potentially dangerous mission that seems ethically very questionable. So Brandon Braga and Rick Berman decided that it would be cool if, if a way for Riker to try and decide what to do in that situation was if he watched, he got, got, to, got to see what the Enterprise crew did on a, an, on a mission that what isn't really ethically questionable, but I guess is, you know, it involves breaking off of uh, standard protocol and seeing how they acted in this time of uh, peril. So kind of an interesting, um, bizarre, very bold choice to place the season finale of your show inside of a, like a good episode, but not like a series defining episode of a previous Star Trek. Um, we you then see, you know, as the enterprise as the enterprise crew rescues the Shran's daughter and then has to deal with the fact that the criminals are now coming after them and they actually come on board and even manage to kill one of the beloved crew members trip they even manage to kill trip um as he sacrifices himself to save everyone else on board um Riker's there through it all and kind of ends with Archer about to give his speech and then uh Riker says end program so you don't even get to hear the speech and then uh <laughs> It kind of just ends. Jay, ends. did you pick this episode because you loved it or you hated it? Because I can't decide. <laughs> I love Gotta that it say. happened. I love that it happened. And it's so incredibly bold. Hey. Um, it is but bold. My yeah. God, is it so misguided? I, I'm thinking like, uh, oh, this episode, it, this is appalling. The nerve of these people to even make this episode. I would I would tell anybody who is going to watch Enterprise to watch it up until the last episode, but do not watch the last episode. <laughs> That's what yeah. I that would be my advice to people who want to watch Enterprise. Which is I feel like a foolhardy thing to say because if you if someone told you <laughs> totally watch this show but don't watch the last episode, do you yeah. actually think that person is going to take that advice? I think they're going to yeah. be so intrigued. And then this happens, and uh, yeah, I've said that before. Swing. I've said that before for one other show, and the only other show uh, that I would say don't watch the last episode is uh, Medium. Do you guys remember Medium? Oh, oh I remember Patricia Medium. Arquette. Yeah, don't watch the last episode because I 
I, I, it made me cry. And it not only did it make me cry, but it made me cry for like, I don't know, like three weeks. And I was still oh, crying. No. <laughs> and I God. was still thinking about that episode and crying. So wow. there's two, two shows. Don't watch the last episode. Two shows and, and also crying. the last book in the, in the uh, Chronicles of Narnia. Don't read that either. Don't that read that. Also make you cry for three weeks. <laughs> don't watch any Terminator beyond T2. I mean, that's just good advice. <laughs> yeah. I will say when we, cause you had brought up this episode on a podcast, I don't know, maybe a month and a half ago. So I watched it a month and a half ago and was just like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> it just, it's for me, it's also like Jonathan Frakes, who has obviously has so much creative control with these shows are concerned. Did he direct this one? Maybe? I don't, I forget yeah. if he did or not. He, he did not. I don't think he did. No. It's but I just feel like Marvin he would be like, hey, by the way, I look nothing like I did when I was in yeah. on in this episode discussing the Pegasus. Not, no, the it's effect like, is seamless. If you watch them back to back, it's bad news. I think yeah. that I did read in some of the trivia that this episode, the concept for it, sometimes they come up with concepts or just like a one line pitch for a thing, but they don't like break down the stuff. So the concept for the episode of having, you know, them being a holodeck program was there, but it wasn't going to be used as their last episode. So I I think that um, that's where that came from and they sort of merged it together. Um, but the fact that this last episode is just completely, like we're only skipping to the parts that's relevant to Riker. You know, it happened six years after the previous episode. Yep. Um, and I'm like, I, I said this to Jay, I was like, I'll watch this, but the trip into Paul thing makes me mad. Mm -hmm. Because they set up trip into Paul's relationship, and there's a lot of struggles, and there's family things, and then they just sort of erase it in one stroke. And then kill him. And then kill him. For yeah. no, for no uh -huh. apparent reason. I mean, it's yep. like, oh, he sacrificed himself so the captain could get to the, his speech. But that's bullshit. That's like, there's all bullshit. sorts of ways that <laughs> yeah. you could. <laughs> They've this... gotten out of worse jams than this before. They have. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, it's like, I mean, it's like is your luck going to run out on the series finale? That doesn't really seem, you know, uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. And also, is no this... one really cares yeah. that Trip dies. Like, there's like a brief conversation no! between Archer and T'Pol, and then that's it. Like, there's no funeral or like yeah. memorial service. And man, also, for some reason, like Trip and it, yeah, another baffling dimension of this, which is very easy to miss, is that this episode takes place six years after, I think, the. Terra Prime yeah. episode that happened yeah, before Yeah, the one it. previous to yep. it, yeah. And it just seems like a lot of character development doesn't, like, a lot of people are in the same positions that they're in, like, the same ranks that they're in six years yeah. later, um, yeah. which is sort of odd. And um, and and Arch and Trip and T'Pol have, like, a really emotional, like, uh, episode in Terra Prime where they learn that they have a child together that was made yes. by a lab, and suddenly and they're just they're back to being, like, yeah. I don't know, like a, and they're like, growing like they're growing individually and together and it's interesting to watch because um they had this whole storyline with Zapal. she was having she had a forced mind meld on her mm -hmm. and it messed with her and so she had trouble uh, uh, um regulating her emotions so she got actually a, she got a little bit more accepting of her emotions while still being this Vulcan, but there was so she got a, like a little softer. There was like a softer side to her, yeah. um, and it was a, it was like it was like a whole thing, 
and I get invested in people's relationships when I watch shows, like especially the romantic relationships, um, yeah. which is a normal thing to do. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not You're like, weird I'm crazy. That. I get invested in the romantic relationship. <laughs> no, it's not crazy. No. It's what is supposed to happen. But then they were just yeah. like, hey, did you ever miss me? Hey, remember when we had that romance? Like, I don't know, last week. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, oh, it just felt like a slap in the mm, face. Yes, it did. This, feel like a slap yeah, in the face. The, you know, they've they've been writing Star Trek novels since the original show, honestly. And this was the first episode of a series, Star Trek, that really felt like them skipping over plot points and basically going like, ah, I don't know, someone will write up a couple books about it, like you know, yeah. to fill in the gaps. Who cares? Like, it's so I, bizarre. We'll fill in the gaps started, in Imzadi Three. <laughs> I started to read some Star Trek uh, Enterprise novels to see like what the difference was, like what happened, like how they would explain that. And there was still a lot of Trip into Paul uh, dealing with their child and having a child and their relationship, and it was interesting. That was interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah, and there's also the the whole like meta narrator device is fascinating to me, but it's not really used here that well. Like at one point, Troy just straight up says like, you know, Trip won't return from this mission, right? Right. <laughs> and then he dies in one of the most underwhelming ways possible. Yeah. Yeah, um, couldn't they exploded his head, and then that would have been kind of fun. Mm -hmm. but, you know, yeah, yeah, it would have been. It would have been fun. Have fun been so much... <laughs> yeah. all, all I could think of, like during that moment, by the way, and I'm sorry, this is a tangent, basically, but in like the original Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy book, I think, mm -hmm. or radio show, like there's a plot point where actually the text is basically just like, oh, okay, we're actually going to tell you what happens in advance, based because you know, like, like some kind of joke. I'm totally butchering a really really funny joke, but it's something just Your like you know. Really good. <laughs> in the interest in the in the interest of removing suspense which we've heard is dangerous we're going to tell you everything that's about to happen in the next couple of pages and it's this great like meta joke basically about like you know um you know it's 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 great stuff uh but that's all i could think of was just like why are you telling me this like do not do this like what come on yeah. this episode also I, I i sound like a glutton for punishment but i really feel like this episode needed to be two hours i guess if only to kind of balance out the just like yeah. okay same number of Riker and troy episodes but like way more enterprise stuff like it's just like they're they're just an, an annoyances they're just in the way especially well, and all other finales have been two-parters right they've been yes. more and in deep yep. space nine's case like you know yeah Whole... Yep. <laughs> I, I think it probably in my opinion to end the show they should have just didn't they should have just everything they set up they shouldn't have ignored they should have just sort of left it open just to make people wonder mm -hmm. just to make people go yeah. what what you were reminded of hitchhikers i was rem reminded of firefly and how everybody was so upset and they were like bring it back bring it back bring it back we need to find out what happens you know so they finally make mm -hmm. serenity you know that that could have like times were different i think in 2005 but um yeah <laughs> i don't remember when fireflake was ending but also they killed alan tudyk's character in serenity which also reminded me of how they killed trip in this episode too yeah, like do you gotta kill these people um 
Spoilers for Serenity, everyone. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, you can't carry your friend yet. Um, sorry, I was joking. Um, I know. I was gonna well, ask. How dare you, Michael? <laughs> no, no, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, that was, was meant to be funny. It didn't work out. Um, anyway, I was, Jake, I was gonna ask. Um, people, so people hate this episode. This episode is widely reviled. Yeah. Uh, like one, like of the, about one of the it. most unliked ever. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. How I feel about that. I think a lot of that is just that for about for more than ten years, this was the last bit of official like um, Trek. flagship Trek that that people had, and that was the last sort of taste they had in their mouth. This yeah. is yeah. This this is a good point because I remember being on the internet when this episode aired, and you know the the plot leaked ahead of time, and everyone's just like, they're not doing that, and oh yeah, they did it. Um, but also the sense of just like this was right after uh, Star Trek Nemesis came out, which did not do very well at the mm-hmm. box office um, because they decided to open it, I think, the same weekend as the Two Towers. And what do you know? It didn't make them a lot of money. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's um, and so between that and then Enterprise gets canceled a couple months later, and it's just like it feels like the store's closing down. Where it's just like, oh my god, like is this it? Like you know, and as someone who grew up like always watching Star Trek on TV since like '87 when I was five, I was basically just like, this is crazy. And then it stayed that way for several years. Like this is the end of an era. This episode signals in a very, very serious way. Yeah. And this I'm, is and this is how they decide to close it out. So there you go. I, I guess I'd ask, how do you think it would be regarded if it wasn't the series finale, but instead just like episode seven? Oh, people would love oh, it. I think it would be fine. I think it would be less like, oh, that's a cool thing they did. In the same way that like when Deep Space Nine did the triple episode, where it's just like, oh, that's neat. They're meshing the generations together. Yeah. You know, now the, que- like, the question yeah. is though, do they if it is it not the series finale? But does Trip still live? Because I think if Trip no. dies in it, Trip then dies. Trip dies. So then people are still probably pissed off. But like, I think, how yeah, badly I think... does it? Because I don't think it's as bad as like Precious Cargo, or the no. or the Salamanders episode from Voyager. Yeah. Where like, yeah. No. Which one's Precious well, Cargo? It's the one with a uh, um, who's what's the Indian model's name? Um, Padma oh, yeah. Lakshmi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she's like a princess, and they have like a yeah. romantic comedy thing with Trip. And she's like, you should refer to me as queen. <laughs> yeah, she hadn't it's, taken yeah. a lot of acting classes at that point. I, I was think. just looking up no. while you guys were talking because I, I, what the cast of Enterprise thinks about this finale, I don't think anybody liked. I don't think the cast liked it. I don't think anybody. Well, yeah. Why would you? It. It's like yeah. you're out of a job and, and, and it's going out in a bad like, note. Yeah. Apparently, jo- Jolene Blalick said it was appalling as well. Right. That's the quote yeah. that gets thrown around a lot. And apparently, mm-hmm. apparently, Berman later said later uh, apologized for it and said that it was the only time that Scott Bakula had ever been mean to him. Bakula? Did you say Bakula? Scott Bakula? Is it Bakula? Yeah. That sounds so American I'm... as to be wrong. <laughs> I'm going you just, to be... you're, you're giving him too much cred with Bakula, though. No, he's, I'm going he's to Scott be Bakula. Transylvanian pronunciation. Bakula. Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula. Scott Bakula. That's the Scott pronunciation. Bakula. Pronunciation I heard around the water Bakula. I, I think uh, Bakula. the water Bakula. Uh, I think the part that I dislike most in this episode is when they pause it and Deanna Troy's looking at him and he go and she goes, "Oh, he's cute." Yeah, and right. I don't. I was like, yeah. It degrades like everybody that. involved. It degrades I everybody don't involved. Like that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there's something in. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I, I definitely. He's like think computer. That just... Remove jumpsuit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
there, there is something very, um, you know, diminishing in having these characters that presumably you've invested in over four years to kind of be reduced to kind of like, you know, maybe not into every single scene, but, you know, in the grand scheme of things, kind of like ghosts. Like the, yeah, like this this weird little puppet show that like these two characters from another series are watching. And I get it's all meant to like knit the continuity together and like kind of be a swan song to all of this whole era of, you know, yeah. second generation Star Trek on TV and all that kind of stuff. But like it just it it feels I don't know, it it I don't know, it feels like a weird like sellout kind of thing. And even the foundation of the episode, like the the plot in the enterprise like simulation is not mm-hmm. really doesn't really have any drama like the the thing that we're supposed to be worried about is that they'll mm-hmm. be late to a conference and then they're never actually at risk of being late to a conference right and yeah. it's not like they encountered some interesting ethical dilemma along the way it's just like do we save our friend's child who's being held by like by criminals yeah of course right. you do like how could you not there was a lot of workarounds that they didn't try there was a yeah. lot of troubleshooting they right. could have done <laughs> but didn't mm-hmm. do uh i you know let's okay let's do this though because we're all hating on this episode let's say like <laughs> four let's say four nice things that's about- one many. each okay one each can or I... four all together yeah. four okay one each, one, right. each, one, each, one each we can each, do yeah yeah okay. yeah 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 Anyone want to go <laughs> i <first>? think <laughs> i think um, I, 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 I still had a negative thing I want to come back to, but in the spirit of this, I will, I will proceed. Uh, I, I think that Riker, po- and for as much as I hated the Troy basically like, ooh, he's cute, Riker posing as like the Enterprise chef and basically like, hey, you know, like, I think that's funny. Like, I think that's that that's fun. And I like the idea of like these holodeck programs that are historically based, but also like, but there's a little role for you if you want to, you know, like this real kind of like yeah. tiny little role playing type Would thing. Would you like to be fun. yeoman of the guard? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Would, you, Would you like to make some mashed potatoes for the crew? It's like, yeah, I would like to do yeah. that. And then uh, this is not the thing, but just to just to say piggyback on your thing, you know, use that phrase. Uh, Deanna uh, was like, oh, I maybe visited the ship as a kid. All those museum ships, they're all this. I can't quite remember uh, which one is which. So that that felt like a little bit of reality, mm-hmm. you know, because we do. I visited a lot of ships and a lot of <laughs> field trips as a kid. <laughs> I don't know which ones they were. That's fair. Yeah, the childhood memory of, of like, a, yeah, yeah, historical visits are, are are very often wasted on the young. <laughs> yes, true. Um, true. My nice thing is that when you watch this episode, you know you'll never have to listen to that theme song again. Oh. Because it's the last episode. Oh. <laughs> I really hate that theme song. Wow. Like, I hate it. I hate it. So real bad. hard. Real yeah. hard. I hate it. Yeah, yeah. Um... Well, <laughs> oh, this you is found hard. a loophole. I you sure found did. a loophole. It's, it's, it's your episode, Jay. Come on, this should be yeah. easy. I no, he picked it so like... we could pick at it. I think he did <laughs> a good. I guess I like that they thought of a that you know they just they wanted a good thing to to end on, and they just went with a better Star Trek show and tried to <laughs> incorporate as much of it mm. as they yeah yeah. Mm. Mm. I like that they okay. knew when to sit down and let, you know, let the, nope, that doesn't even really make sense. I was trying to also be, <laughs> <laughs> it's just hard. It's real I like hard. that they knew when to fold them. 
No wind to hold them. But the wind to walk away. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I it's really hard to find something genuinely nice to say about this episode. Other than like it was bold. Yeah, the boldness I think is the Yeah. I okay, I thought of my one good thing that I liked is I liked uh Jeffrey Combs. uh, Oh yeah. Well of course. Yeah. 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 Never bad. Never bad. The episode could be complete shit, but Jeffrey yeah, Combs yeah, yeah. rises above that shit. Jeffrey yeah. Combs is like 90s era Will Ferrell. Like he could be in a yeah. bad sketch, but it does not stick to him. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a good That's comparison. Correct. It's a good comparison. That's though. correct. That's correct. Um, you know, something I was thinking about watching this, well, actually, I two things I was thinking about. One is I would love to know. So there's lots of stuff on Memory Alpha about the making of this episode, then including the Bacula being the Rick Berman, all that kind of stuff. I would love to know if they try to get other people too. Like, let's see if we can get Patrick Stewart. And Patrick like, Stewart. I, I would, oh, I would sure love to watch like, a documentary. Yeah, I would love to watch a documentary about the making of this episode where they put feelers out to everybody. Like, do you want to come oh. back and record the phone calls? That would be amazing. They did um, have the voice of Data. Data wasn't there, but his voice over the inter- uh, intercom. Or the oh, they, yeah. yeah, they did. I, I think it was like stock, like yeah. stock sound, basically. So, which, really? which is fine. Because it was kind of yeah. specific. She was like, can we get a rain check? And he was like, well, I don't have any water in me uh, it was a weird uh, joke it was no, a bad joke I don't know. <laughs> so that hmm. you didn't like this episode was that joke yeah <laughs> i'd like to see a draft of this episode where there's nobody from star trek enterprise and it's just the tng crew back posing as the yeah. people on the enterprise crew that's very cool <laughs> this also this this episode also taught me that i often convict can uh mix up um peg the episode of pegasus with the episode from voyager when they come with the um Equinox? Is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah Equinox, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's both like former, you know, shipmates. You come across something's going on. Because I keep thinking, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, but those crazy, like, light aliens are... I was like, oh, yeah. wait, no, that's that's the no. Delta Quadrant. That's not what's yeah. happening currently on the ship. But it could be, because yeah. we don't see much of the Enterprise. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Oh, oh, I, I had a second thing, basically, about this episode. That, like, it's cool to see Deanna, uh, just like it's cool to see Riker. But all I could think during this episode is basically just like, okay, so if you're Riker... You're sitting down You're with your really good friend and soon w- wife one day, Deanna Troy, basically like, I'm really going through this moral dilemma. And she's trying to give you the best advice. And he's just like, nuts to this. I'm going to go to the holodeck and see if I can get the answer there. It's like, well, screw you. Like, I'm yeah. trying to help. I, no, you know what? I, I agree with you. But in my, me watching it was more like Deanna pushing him to do this thing. Like, I need some okay. help. And Deanna was like, did you go to the holodeck? Yeah. Did you find out anything? Mm. Like, mm-hmm, well, it's mm-hmm. like Deanna. Why don't you just tell him what you want him to find out? Like, yeah. why well, are you? Well, that's not good therapy. You're not supposed to. You're supposed to let people come into the room. Yeah, you're supposed to. Yeah. You know, mm. From mm. what I understand. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man. So it sounds like that's four stars in each quadrant. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. all giving it a four yeah. star yeah. rating. I love that. I love picking an episode that we don't really yeah. like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we all picked a bunch of Dude. good episodes. And I was like, yeah. enough of yeah. that. It's Let's like, pick like yeah. an important and really, kind of, really stupid yeah. one. Yeah. It's kind of more to talk about if you pick one that you don't like. That's I have a feeling it was, it was, so it was going to be either this or Space Salamanders. Um, yeah. Right. yeah. Maybe, maybe we can go there next time. Um, I, I would love yeah. to talk about that because I think that episode has some good parts to it. Like I love I, actually really like that's a big fan. Do you like episode. do you like when um when um uh Tom Paris is mid 
evolving and he's like oh i'm kind of yeah. aquatic and i've got scales and like you yeah. know <laughs> yeah i do i think that's a it's a tour de force uh, for is. robert duncan mcneil it is it is it, it's before it goes like off the walls there's a little bit of like the fly to it like yeah. jeff yeah. goldblum in the fly especially like when he pulls yeah. out his own tongue it's basically just like yeah. this oh, is I gross but also that. interesting you know the like, like the performance he gives in the like again yes. with the shran it's like this is stupid but you are acting your little heart out right now and i yeah see acting that. his socks off yeah mm-hmm <laughs> I think if I were picking a, a, a Voyager episode that's controversial that has a lot of people who don't enjoy it, I probably would pick two Vicks. Just because oh. there's such a real moral quandary around picking... that one. Oh, I thought people yeah. love that episode. They just uh, have I don't know. It's like we're, about we're gonna, how it concludes. We created it's, someone it's, new, now we're going to kill them. It's <laughs> two Vicks. It's two Vicks and the, the baby salamander episode that gets that gets people. Okay, like, and that's our like band name, bad. Two Vicks and the Baby Salamanders is our yeah. band name. It's oh, kinda like it. it's it's kinda like, you know, when you start really loving a really bad movie and then yeah. people start getting a cult following. It's so bad okay. it's good again. That's how mm-hmm. I feel about those episodes. So bad okay. it's good. It's so bad it's good. I agree. And there's a familiar there's a familiarity to the badness, yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I've been watching a, cl- a lot of classic murder she wrote, and there's some of those episodes oh, as well. Yes. That are not that good, are, but also wonderful. Oh, oh, yeah. but you know. I mean, you know, but with 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 Angela there, how could it be well, bad? Listen, I mean, I, you don't you don't have to sell me on Angela Lansbury. I am <laughs> a lifelong fan. <laughs> sure, yeah, I yeah. I'm just saying that like there is a floor to like the badness of an episode of Murder She Wrote, and that floor is other shows ceiling. You know, absolutely, like, yeah, yeah. Murder yeah. She Wrote at seventy five percent is what most shows hope to aspire to. Uh, at a hundred, mm-hmm. so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. Um, <laughs> we were, my friend Eric and I were hanging out this weekend. And we were joking around that what if um, there was a drag queen who was like Jessica Fletcher, but only asked questions like Columbo, and so it was like dressed all as Jessica Fletcher, like ah, just one more question for you, ma'am. You know, I'm so sorry, I'm right here, but just fully dressed as Jessica Fletcher. That Bruce, really. I love me. your impression. I love is your impression. <laughs> Your impressions are so good. What else are you hiding in there? Thank you. Oh, that's that's not that's not like Columbo. That's my dad. I'm doing. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay. oh, Chris. So you know, have you ever thought about putting an ad in the back of the paper? You know, it says I sing for your wedding. Be pretty good, right? That's sort of my. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh! Window into the newcomer world. He's got a lot of charisma. A lot of charisma, <laughs> which is nice. So. Not bad advice, Chris. <laughs> no, yeah, well, not a bad that? advice for, I don't know, 1963. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, he's a, he also, so we were with my parents last night, and um, my father, you know, like a lot of gentlemen his age, he's, the flatulence is a real thing. Oh, yeah. uh, and for him, you know, it's it's a particularly trumpet sounding experience. Ooh. And he said the thing he loves to say in front of new people. And it was the first time Paul had heard it. So he had let out a big old fart and he just goes, well, barking spider, which I was like a classic dad 90s thing. But what? from like an what? almost 70, bark, like it's like a barking spider. It wasn't a fart. He uh, There's a sp- spider that's barking nearby. Okay. Or his other classic, which is once I was going down the stairs and he was going up the stairs and he farted going up the stairs and he looks me dead in the eyes and just goes, uh, jet propelled, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. That's, that's, Your dad is great. Ladies and gentlemen, to, ever, to everyone listening at home, that is how you do it. That is, that is, that is absolutely. Yeah. That is how you dad. Yeah. Take that's notes. How you dad. Yep. Yeah. Well, there Take you go. Notes. 
Well, enough about my dad. Anybody have any yeah. final thoughts or uh, or feelings about this incredible episode of Star Trek we just mm. discussed? I think that's <laughs> I think that's a no. Any recommendations I, for things to check I, out? I, yeah. Mm. Mm. I'm gonna go ahead and recommend <laughs> that you watch Old Murder She Wrote. Get in there, get in there good. I mean, yes. she just Angela just mm. passed away. It's really worth mm-hmm. it. There's some episodes where she's like at a drag club solving a mur- murder in San Francisco. And it's just really, it's really quite good. Yeah. And apparently, maybe I've said this on the podcast already, but it's worth saying again. Um, apparently when older actors were like going to maybe lose their health coverage, she'd be like, come do an episode. Come get your coverage back. Oh, just, be, just be the yes, murderer or get that. killed or like, you know, she's like. Oh, interesting. Like, and using I, her show to save people. There's an Angela Lansbury, Kate Mulgrew connection, too, as well. Right. Yeah, because I think Kate Mulgrew was on an episode of Murder, She Wrote, and Angela Lansbury was one of her first, like, you're going to do great supporters, uh, encouragers. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, she's basically, she had a, she was on, like, three different episodes because I guess Angela knew she was a single mom and she needed work. And then Angela said to her, like, hey, by the way, you have the kind of talent that when you hit it, you're going to hit it, and it's your... And then apparently she saw after when she got Star Trek, she saw Angela at a luncheon and Angela's like, you hit it. So it's just like a really sweet. <laughs> yeah. What the best. I love yeah. that story. It's yeah. great. Maybe you told me that story and I'm I told it on this podcast. <laughs> OK, well, that's where I heard it. <laughs> you heard it here. And you've I'm heard like it again. repeating your story. <laughs> I, you know what? Somebody told me about this. <laughs> I heard your you. dad has really good fart jokes. Can we um, discuss It this? was you and it was probably last week. <laughs> so. Was... I think it might have been two weeks ago, but that's okay. okay. Less little breather in between. That's fine. The people listening, go back and listen to that yeah. uh, hey. original story. Check me for inconsistencies, you know? <laughs> oh, Chris, I mean, not yeah. here. This is a family podcast. No, no. <laughs> no, that's no, not no, what I'm we saying. do. No, we is do it? because we need to check in for inconsistencies because of that whole, um, you know, uh, Kess thing. Oh, yeah. Listen, Jennifer Leanne is alive. She's alive. <laughs> She is alive, but not that sweet actress from Enterprise, right? She is actually dead. Oh, yes. Um, Kelly Waymeyer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, on that Very note, sad. good episode. Ep- no, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> 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 yeah. Let's, let's talk about something happier, like Trip. Oh, wait, no. Wait, wait. Oh, wait, so, but does any, is anyone else? God damn it. It's very dark, very early now. Is anyone else comfort watching, comfort playing something, doing something to comfort yourself while it's much darker? Yes. I mean, yes. I have decided to just not feel any guilt about sitting and just watching K-dramas all all day long, just binging them. And I love them and I can't stop. And um, my therapist said it was okay. I asked her about it and she said, I can do that. <laughs> Karen, you're also literally about to give birth. You can do whatever yeah. the hell yeah. you really want. can. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. also, she also told me that if I wanted, I could bring like a tablet to the delivery room if that's what helps me calm down. You should. If watching K-dramas gives me like a sense <laughs> of peace, why not watch that while I'm giving birth? And I think it's a good idea, so that's my recommendation for myself. As long as, as, long as you pause long enough to, for that they can say, we have yeah. umbilical separation. Or what yeah. is it you would have to say <laughs> in your birth plan? Umbilical separation. <laughs> oh. Yeah, prepare for umbilical disconnect. <laughs> <laughs> I've told that story four different times in the interim since you told that to us. Because I think that's so funny. Prepare for umbilical disconnect. Oh, aft thrusters, impulse power. <laughs> 
here comes a baby. Um, well, it's wonderful. Jay or Michael, any any comfort things you're doing for the dark? Uh, I will say, uh, I will I will say that I have been. I don't know. I guess nothing specific. I'll just jump around. But like, uh, I don't know if anybody. I've talked about it before. Have, if anybody has a smart TV, if they have the Pluto app, which has like lots of different like shows and everything. I think it's Paramount partially owns. There's a lot of Paramount shows on there. There is a Star Trek channel, uh, but there's also like you know sometimes it's fun to just be like we don't we we cord cut. We don't have like broadcast TV anymore aside from like antenna. So it's nice to still have somewhere to go to where it's basically just like ooh a a. a, a an hour and a half of cheers as i make dinner like oh this sounds awesome let's do that you know like so i don't know so uh hot take cheers great show yeah well (laughs) (laughs) so going on a limb here really underappreciated in it's really underappreciated yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. you know Mm -hmm. Uh, what about you jay um they're kind of two things one is i've been perfecting the recipe for masala chai Ooh. Um, yeah, so I've been trying to like make the perfect cup of Indian of Indian spice tea so that it what? comes in, it's hot, it's kind of spicy, but sweet. Oh my God. And then it oh settles man. and there's just a warm glow That's in your I chest. That's what so I want. Here's the recipe. Yeah. Um, boil three cups of water, three cups worth of water, roughly, in a kettle. And while it's boiling, get about an inch of ginger, grate it, and get three either pods of cardamom or three cloves, not powder and crush them then pour the hot water into a pan simmer it and put in the one inch of grated ginger and the three clove three uh, cloves or three cardamom which should have been crushed let that sort of boil in the water for about a minute two minutes then put in three tea bags and stir those for about a minute to two minutes and you're good to go just pour it into a cup i mean pour it into a cup and strain out the spices and the tea bags Put in as much milk as you like and put in like a good teaspoon to, to two teaspoons of sugar. Wow. And that's it. It sounds so wow. good. Awesome. Two recipes now. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to try that out. Yay. And, thank you, Jay. And then I've also been listening to the Revolutions podcast, which is a huge thing. The English history one is really good. That's just the beginning. Um, yeah. It's a really interesting cautionary tale about how when you govern with a minority of religious fanatics, even the most, even if the most sane people are in charge, they will be overruled by the religious fanatics. Um, Fun. And so all you're doing things. to escape the darkness. <laughs> well, the guy, the guy who presents it is like, it's not. He'll call out bullshit when he sees it in history. You know? It's a good, good time. Yeah, I like that very much. <laughs> so anyway, those are my two things. Um, I, I know we already recommended Murder She Wrote, but I'll mention one other thing, which is that. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the television program, What's My Line, from the 50s and 60s, where people had to guess. Uh, part of it was that they would guess, you know, just the, the job of somebody. So these panel of uh, celebrities would be like, ask him questions, be like, oh, so do you work in a service or do you sell something? Um, and they'd find out like, oh, I'm literally one, one we watched last night. The guy was a frog catcher. Uh, but that's not the reason to watch the show. It's because they have a blind celebrity guest thing. So, so celebrities come on. and it, it, But because it's the 50s, it's like, Eleanor Roosevelt and <laughs> and Judy Garland and you know it just everyone you'd want to see and everyone's it's just really lovely and well worth worth it checking it out but the okay. Judy Garland she came on and she, you sign in you write your name and she wrote her name and I was like there's that um homeschooled studio education there's just not a regular choice for writing a letter <laughs> that's the whole name it's pretty she, they, pretty interesting they, they, 
had her pretty packed up with pills her whole life. So. They sure did. They sure did. They sure yeah. did. It was not yeah. a not a not an ideal yeah. setting. But hey, she yeah. gave us many wonderful things. And once again, she also did. a fan of that. Anyway, on mm-hmm. that note, I think we probably should call it a call it an evening. But we sh- why don't Hound we end? Dog? Say again. Hound dog or whatever or we could do hound dog. Enterprise, we could do enterprise theme song. <laughs> I don't know if I could. I don't know if I know it's it well enough. <laughs> Get from there.